Welcome and good morning. It is November 11th, 2023. You are listening to Well Law. I'm your host, Attorney Kyle Wyatt of Wyatt Law and Associates and Freedom Traffic Law, located at 2847 South Inger Mill Road, Unit C101, Springville Mo. Open Monday through Friday, handling all of your family law and traffic law needs. It is not just my daughter's birthday, it is also Veterans Day. And I, and I thought it'd be, we, we always have a show every uh, year on Veterans Day, so it's lucky enough to uh, fall this Saturday. And uh, a quick rundown history of, of, of Veterans Day, for those of you who have not familiarized yourselves with it, um, you know, why do we celebrate on November 11th? What's, what's uh, the significance of this day? Most federal holidays uh, are always like on a Monday, so we can have a three-day weekend. Uh, so why are we not doing that with, with Veterans Day? So I'm glad you asked. Uh, World War One, known at the time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28, 1919, in the Palace of Versailles, outside the town of Versailles, France. How, that's where it gets its name, the Treaty of Versailles. Not right, you guys figured that out. However, fighting ceased seven months earlier when an armistice, or a temporary cessation of hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany, went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. For that reason, November 11th, 1918, is generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars. Veteran Day continues to be observed on November 11th, regardless of what day of the week on which it falls. The restoration of the observance of Veterans Day on to November 11th not only preserves the historical significance of the date, but helps focus attention on the important purpose of Veterans Day, a celebration to honor American veterans for their patriotism, love of country, and willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. Now, the timeline for the Veterans Day is that in November 1919, President Wilson proclaimed November 11th as the first commemoration of Armistice Day, with the following words, To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service, and with a gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us from, and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of nations. The United States Congress officially recognized the end of World War I when it passed a concurrent resolution on June 4, 1926, uh, with these words, uh, whereas the uh, the 11th of November 1918 marked the cessation of the most destructive, uh, sanguinary, and far-reaching war in human annals, and the resumption by the people of the United States of peaceful relations with other nations, which we hope may never again be severed. And they found it was fitting that that anniversary day should be commemorated with Thanksgiving and prayer and exercises designed to uh, perpetuate peace through goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. And so that was what it was historically. Uh, we had uh, from 1919 uh, all the way through uh, 1938 when uh, an act uh, by Congress was approved on May 13th of 1938, making November 11th in each year a legal holiday, a day to be dedicated to the cause of world peace and to be thereafter celebrated and known as Armistice Day. Be curious to see how many people still out there who remember it as Armistice Day. Uh, Armistice Day was primarily a day set aside to honor veterans of World War One. Well, what happened after World War One? Uh, 
we got another wars. In 1954, after World War II um, had required the greatest mobilization of soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen in the nation's history, after American forces had fought aggressions in Korea, the 83rd Congress, at the urging of the Veterans Service Organizations, amended the Act of 1938 by striking out the word armistice and asserting in its place the word veterans. With the approval of the legislation on June 1, 1954, November 11th became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. Uh, later that same year, on October 8th, President Dwight D. Eisenhower issued the first Veterans Day Proclamation, which stated in order to ensure proper and widespread observance of this anniversary, all veterans, all veterans organizations, and the entire citizenry uh, will wish to join hands in the common purpose. Towards this end, I am uh, designating the Administrator of Veterans Affairs as chairman of a Veterans Day National Committee which will include such other persons as the chairman may select and which will coordinate at the national level necessary planning for the observance. I'm also requesting the heads of all departments and agencies of the executive branch of the government to assist the National Committee in every way possible. In 1958, the White House advised VA's general counsel that the 54 designation of the VA administrator as chairman of the Veterans Day National Committee apply to all subsequent VA administrators. Since March of 1989, when VA was elevated to a cabinet-level department, the Secretary of Veteran Affairs has served as the committee's chairman. Um, then sometime thereafter, uh, in 1968, Congress tried to uh, change Veterans Day, the, at least the observance of it. Um, it was uh, signed on June 28, 1968, called the Holiday or the Uniform Holiday Bill. It was intended to ensure a three-day weekend for federal employees by celebrating four national holidays on Mondays, Washington's Birthday, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Columbus Day. It was thought that these extended weekends would encourage travel, recreation, uh, and cultural activities uh, to stimulate greater industrial and commercial production. Many states did not agree with this decision uh, and continued to celebrate the holidays on their original dates. So then in 1971, the Veterans Day, the first Veterans Day under the new law was observed, which with much confusion. On October 25, 1971, it was quite apparent that the commemoration of this day was a matter of historic and patriotic significance to a great number of our citizens. And so on September 20th, 1975, President Gerald Ford signed Public Law 94 through 97, which returned the annual observance of Veterans Day to its original date. On November 11th, beginning in 1978. This action is supported by the desires of the overwhelming majority of state legislators, all major veteran services uh, organizations, and the American people. And so since that time, we have always celebrated uh, on November 11th. And so it is important that we take a time, take a moment, to thank those who uh, ultimately gave the, the most uh, uh, ultimate sacrifice one could give is their life. Uh, for their country and their nation, uh, but then to all the other millions of those who uh, rose to the call. Uh, we have a volunteer military service. It is not compelled upon us. Uh, it stopped doing that in the early 1970s. It is now just a purely a voluntary service, and so we need to thank those. Thank those who uh, voluntarily entered. Thank those who involuntarily entered uh, by no choice of their own. Uh, but nonetheless, sacrifice uh, in, in many ways have always changed their lives uh, forever. Uh, 
from what they've experienced in wars. Uh, and so I would uh, encourage everyone to take that time and to think of veteran and, um, you know, and, and contemplate uh, what, what is going on. We are still the greatest country in the world. We are still the greatest nation in the world with the greatest fighting force in the world. Uh, regardless of who's in the White House, it's not going to change the service members that we have and what they're able to do. Uh, and that's what makes makes us such a, a fantastic nation to be a part of, and we should be proud of it. we got to take our first break of the hour. You are listening to AOL. If you got any questions or comments this Veterans Day holiday, give us a call here at the studio at 447-5743. All right, welcome back. You are listening to All Out Long. Last night, yesterday, Palestinian demonstrators swarmed New York City's Grand Central Terminal, uh, vandalized his entrance. One demonstrator in the vicinity of the station climbed a street post to tear down American and United Nations flags. Boy, what a great party the Democrat Party is, aren't they? They're just... There to serve America. Service at the Grand Central Terminal in Manhattan was temporarily suspended on Friday after a mob of pro-Palestinian demonstrators flooded the streets of New York City to protest Israel's war in Gaza, creating chaos as some try to break into the closed station. The pro-Palestinian rally began at 5 p.m. Friday with over 1,000 individuals marching through the streets. Some were seen tearing down posters of the hostages being held by Hamas terrorists. I have yet to figure that out. I wish someone would let me know and, and, and educate me why the left is just um, all up in arms when they see photographs, pictures, uh, depicting hostages that these Hamas terrorists have taken. Have taken, have killed, have raped. And, and these, these pro-Palestinian Democrats, uh, they, they, they go around the cities, metropolitan areas, and they go out and, 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 and pull down these posters uh, showing these the, the, the pictures of these hostages. I have yet to figure out why. Unless it's just, well, I don't want you to know the truth. I don't want you to see this truth. So I'm going to tear it down. Crawling it up while other demonstrators burned an Israeli flag. According to an Instagram post from pro-Palestinian organizations within our lifetime and the City University of New York for Palestine, the protest was to flood Manhattan for Gaza. Gaza calls, we, we, we respond, Palestine will be free because when we resist, we win together. Cease genocide, cease the siege. Cease blockade, cease occupation, cease funding Israel, cease settler colonization, cease Zionism, cease imperialism. The social media posts read in part. The social media posts, Palestinian youth movement, and other groups call for people to walk out of their workplaces, schools, and other activities to join the demonstration. Video from the protest night, uh, from, from protest from Friday night, showed one protester climbing up a street post to tear down American flags, United Nations flags, with hordes of protesters gathered and cheered at the base. You are unlawfully in the roadway. If you remain in the roadway and refuse to use the sidewalk, you will be placed under arrest and charged with disorderly conduct. An NYPD officer is heard saying into a megaphone. Uh, but that scared them. The protesters eventually come down, uh, comes down from the post, only to be arrested by the New York City Police Department officers and uh, and taken away from area kicking and screaming. 
In another video, an Israeli supporter and his wife were seen walking toward Grand Central Station surrounded by NYPD officers as some pro-Palestinian activists yell in the couple's direction while following them. The man can be seen arguing with a mob while officers tried to keep the group separated. At one point, the demonstrators could be heard chanting, shame on you, shame on you, at the couple. Uh, by 9 p.m., protesters had amassed outside the Grand Central Terminal in Manhattan, causing authorities to close access to the station for a couple hours. It reopened at 11.50 last night. In a social media video, a mob of protesters could be seen attempting to gain access into the terminal by violently kicking the glass doors, which were locked, ultimately causing damage to one. That sounds like an insurrection to me. Yeah, we need to have a congressional hearing on this. Uh, so that's uh, that's what happened while you guys were lying in bed last night. We got a caller on the line, Corbin from Springfield. What say you? Oh, uh, uh, happy Veterans Day there. Happy Veterans uh, just, Day. I do need to toss that out. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking about, did you, did you see the debate on, on uh, Wednesday night? Yes. Yeah, that was that was a doozy. Not really. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I do like Vivek. I, I really don't know where I stand on him. Yeah. But, you know, the one, he said the truth. Within, you know, in his little opening speech, he said the truth, and no one there, they, they couldn't handle it. They, they absolutely could not handle it. But as a party, we are absolutely tickled to death on losing. Right. Ronald McDaniel, she hadn't moved the needle. You have Mitch McConnell. He, he, he didn't want to be a majority leader. He wanted to be the minority leader. And he made it happen. We, we are a party that is absolutely set on losing. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the lake and I'm going, preach, boy, preach. Tell, tell the truth. And, and that's exactly what he did. And it, to me... I'd rather have him, uh, you know, running the show. I mean, he was absolutely right about about uh, Nikki Haley. I mean, my God, that woman, she's not going to be happy unless we're in a war somewhere yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, I have never, ever seen a woman so dead set on, you know, let's get in there and let's just kill people. Doesn't matter. Well, let's just kill people, and you know, and let's spend as much money as we possibly can. Yeah, and you know, and they are throwing out there. Well, you know, Mike doesn't have any foreign uh, foreign policy experience. Uh, you know, the guy before this one didn't either. He did a pretty damn good job at the end of the day, but instead, but well, you know, let, you know, let's get the guy in there that has all the foreign policy experience. Uh Kind of sucks right now. I, I'm I'm not seeing the needle being moved, and 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 whenever he does want to move the needle, I mean I mean on Veterans Day, we are having our people over there getting shelled by Iran, and and and, and what and what does what does Biden do? You know he he you know, he, he blows up like a like a city park or something in the middle of God for nowhere. I mean, okay, you, you, know, you know, that's your retaliation. You're dropping a bomb 
in the middle of God for nowhere, where all there is is sand, and you heated up the sand and you made glass. That's what you did. You know, it's interesting to see the rules of engagement when Democrats are in office versus like when we had Trump. Totally you know, different. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what did they do to the, to the gates of the White House? I mean, didn't, you know, didn't they like paint it or some handprints on there? Didn't they destroy property? Yeah, insurrection. Yeah, insurrection. But you know what? It's okay whenever, you know, whenever the, the Democrats do it. Yeah. And, and what I really want to know is, you know what? Whenever I did things like a kid like that, I, you know, I got my ass beat. When are we going to beat these people's ass and say, no, you cannot do this. This is wrong. Yeah. We're not doing it. No. We're letting it go. That's why we have, I appreciate that, Corbin. That's really why we have, I believe, that would be a topic for another show. I've thought about that. I've been, I've been chewing on it for a while now. Where you have no consequences. When you, when you don't have any consequences, then you are inviting uh, bad behavior. And it has uh, it has kind of been slowly cooking this way for the past, what would you guys say, 20, 30 years? Maybe even a little bit before that? Uh, I don't know. I, I know back in the 80s, growing up as a kid, we still had consequences. We had a, uh, we were taught respect. We didn't, uh, we called so-and-so by, you know, Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so. It wasn't by first names of, of, of stuff from children to adults. Um we were scared to cross a line because there was consequences. We still got SWATs in, in, in school growing up. Um, there was punishment. We, we have moved away from punishment. And uh, I, for whatever uh, left-wing uh, liberal ideology reason, you know, oh, you're going to hurt their emotional development. I don't know. But it, it has been preached so much so that parents are scared to even discipline their kids. Uh, my uh, my son, my youngest, is in a piano class, and there's a, a, a boy in there, some five-year-old, five-, six-year-old kid, uh, who, who every week disrupts the class, and his masked-up dad does nothing about it. Oh, come here, Junior. Come here. I'll go. You know, tell me about what you're feeling right now. like... <laughs> This a beating his butt, but that's the mentality of, of those, isn't it? That there is no consequence. So when you have, so what you when you have children who grow up with no consequence, what do you expect? This is what I would expect to see people rushing uh, federal buildings, rushing uh, terminal stations, getting at people. So a, a a Jewish man was killed this past week, hit in the head with a megaphone. What consequences are coming that way? What consequences? We got to take a break here, Benny. Hold on. We'll get to you right after the break. You are listening to All Out Law. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to All Out Law. We got Benny from Stratford on the line. Benny, what say you? I want to add a little bit to what Corbin mentioned about Republicans being the party of losing. Uh, Ronald McDaniel, I think I've heard, if I remember correctly, Ronald McDaniel makes $500,000 a year. She doesn't care about winning elections. All she cares about is her paycheck. 
you're seeing why uh, federal judges, the Supreme Court, the Republican National Committee, nobody did anything about allowing any kind of investigation to the fraud that got Biden in with Obama's administration with the open borders, the wars going on, the inflation, the cutting of the pumping of gasoline or oil. All of that is an indication of why the Republican Party and nobody did anything about the fraud. They're all in on it. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. You know, here's a little truth for you. Rona McDaniel is not going to go anywhere unless Trump said so. She's there in her job position because of President Trump. Uh, so I agree with you, uh, Benny. I, 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 I don't disagree with you one bit. Uh, there has been no evidence that Ronald McDaniel has been doing a good job for the uh, the RNC. I haven't been seeing uh, winning. Twenty twenty two was supposed to be the uh, the year of the the red tsunami, the red wave. Uh, the the recipe was there, right? You got a terrible economy, rising inflation, crime is rampant, uh, president's popularity was super low. Uh, what else would you need? Oh, I don't know. Let's just let some guy with brain damage who had a stroke win a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. That seems like a good idea. This past election, Tuesday, we had one. Not a lot of wins. Not a lot of things to hang your hat on if you're Ronald McDaniel. Kentucky? Still in the control of a Democrat governor. Virginia. It was a hope of Glenn Youngkin that the, uh, the, the House and Senate there, the, the, the state chambers, uh, would be under uh, total Republican control. The, the reverse is true. So where are the wins? So I don't know why President Trump, uh, Rona McDaniel, isn't she uh, Huckabee's daughter? You look that up. I, I, for some reason, I believe that Rona McDaniel is uh, is Huckabee's uh, one of his daughters, uh, and so maybe that's that's why uh, you know Trump is if, if he's if he's nothing, he's loyal. He's loyal to the to the people that are loyal to him. Uh, it's a, it's a good quality to have, uh, but um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We got to yeah. Something's going to happen because twenty twenty four is 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 it's right next, isn't it? Our next big now it's not really for us. Our next big election is April. We'll get to that later in the year, or as closer as as the uh, that election comes by. We got the school board coming up, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I can't stress to you enough how important it is. I think we got three seats up for election. Um, how important it is to pay attention. God bless it. Pay attention. Don't stay home. Uh, I, I don't know why we do. Democrats, uh, they out hustle. They, they do. They are better organized. They are better whatever. Uh, they, they, they smack the crap out of us because just look at Tuesday. 
Look at Tuesday. I don't know what the Democrats campaign on. I don't know. Hey, you like paying 15 bucks for a hamburger? Let's stick with us. Yeah, I, seriously, I bought a hamburger yesterday, $5 for just a cheeseburger. $5 for a cheeseburger. It just blows my mind. How do people who who, who are living paycheck to paycheck, this got to be hurting them. How do they go to the polls and say, you know what? I want more of that. Give me more. It's insanity. We got Jim on the line. Jim, what say you? Uh, it's Ron, uh, Romney McDaniel. No. Mitt Romney's daughter. Is it really? I think she's, I, I know she's related to him. I think, he, I think she's one of his daughters. And uh, you can look at, one of the things you can look at, Youngkin came out in Virginia. He want, He was trying, and I'm 100% pro-life, but you have to have some political smarts. He came out hardcore trying to get abortion banned in Virginia. If he hadn't done it, there's a good chance that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Harmeet Dillon should be leading the Republican Party. Who's that? The Har- is it Harmeet Dillon that ran against Romney? Or that McDonald? Uh, 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 whatever her name is. I think it was Harmeet Dillon who was running against her in the la- that last leadership election. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, but, and I'm looking up. Uh, yeah, she is a she is a Romney. I had uh, so, she was born in Rona uh, Romney, born uh, 1973. Uh, but her parents are uh, Scott Romney, and uh, so I, I think maybe she must be a niece. I don't think she is a. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's a niece. Scott Romney, the older brother of Mitt Romney. So that's interesting because uh, the you know the Romneys aren't big friends of of Trump. Uh, Mitt was a never Trumper. God, I, now this is a head scratcher. I, yeah. I don't know, Jim. Good grief! I was thinking this was a Huckabee girl, but I knew there was some kind of family relation. I didn't realize it was Romneys. Oh, well, if it was a Huck, if if she was a Huckabee, I don't think you'd have the same issues out of her. Probably not. So have a good day. Thank you, man. Oh man, that, 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 now I'm looking at it differently. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I thought that. You know, I'm open always being wrong, so I was wrong. So she was a Romney. God bless. That makes absolutely no sense. Why President Trump wants her to stay in off? He has no problem cutting uh, dead weight. If you're not serving a purpose, if you're not doing whatever, but maybe she's maybe she's like the the best butt kisser brown noser in, in the world and, and just going back to that but no but then you remember she's the one who in the uh, republican debates uh making the rules that uh uh you can't debate unless you sign this uh this pact this promise uh that uh, you will support the the eventual nominee remember that uh, you can't debate us unless you take this pledge that you're going to support the uh, the eventual nominee. Look, obviously President Trump is is not uh, the you know in office right now, so he doesn't really control a whole lot. I know he has a lot of influence, uh, so somebody or someone is is keeping uh, this lady. And I just haven't heard a whole lot of negative comments from President Trump. If you have, I'd I'd love to know about it. All right, we got Greg from Rogersville. Good morning, Greg. What say you? Morning. Uh, as far as that gentleman that was killed in California 
they're not going to file any charges against the person that did it. They said there was enough evidence. <laughs> it's a joke. Wow. And they, of course, they're not releasing his name. If it, a, if it was a Republican that hit one of them, it, the name would be everywhere. They'd be plastered. And, uh, and did you also hear about the lady that ran her car through the school trying to kill some kids because she thought they were Jewish? No. Where was that at? Yeah, see, because you don't hear it on the news. They don't report. I don't remember where it was. It just a few days ago it happened. Some lady ran her car into the school because she thought the school was Jewish and she was going to kill the kids in there. See, funny how you don't hear that stuff. Yeah, uh, Google it. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, well, Just the woman like crashes else. into what she thought was, wow, See? guys. And, and, and think if think if that was anybody else. If that was uh, somebody doing it, you know, conservative to run their car, do you think you'd know about that? Well, I mean, Greg, he knows what, what life you, story. <laughs> Greg, what do you think about that? Uh, the story that was leaked out this week? You remember there was the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, trans, the manifesto? The, yeah, the manifesto yeah. of the, yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. woman, guy, yeah. whatever she was, and, yeah. uh, and they got leaked out, and then the, the mayor of, of Nashville, oh, this is a tragedy. Why are you, why are you yep. releasing this stuff? Yep. It's, it's like everything. People, and well, the we problem find out is, from the manifesto that it was it was racist against whites and, and, exactly. and, and against Christians. And here's the problem. Unfortunately, we got a lot of I hate to say this, we got a lot of idiot voters. Hence, look at uh, Pennsylvania's senator, and then we have a lot of people that don't care until it comes knocking at their front door. So their life's okay, but the problem is it ain't always going to be that way. And it's going to be too late. There's too many people. They just say, well, this, or, if, or if you talk to them about it, they think you've got a tinfoil hat on, you know, and they think you're just making this stuff up when they don't realize how bad it is. And unfortunately, people need to wake up and they're having it. And and, and then Democrats, they abortion, abortion, abortion. That's all they talk about. And then they get these young kids out to vote because they've got them convinced that they're not going to be able to have their abortions, what they shouldn't be able to have anyway. But regardless, the Republicans need to get on message about that better, but they're not going to, like you said, the prior caller with Romney's niece running things, she's horrible, and the guy that he was talking about would have been a much better person to run the Republican Party, but it's all about Mitch McConnell and people like that. Can we, can we weed some of these people out and get true conservatives in there and get better leadership? And we've got some good stars. We've got Byron Donaldson and people like that that are good, but they're unfortunately not out front enough. We need some better new heads speaking you know you never hear anything notice you never hear anything about mitch mcconnell saying anything you know and he's definitely at least we got a new speaker in uh the congress i mean i think we did good on that I, at first i wasn't happy with that situation but i think it ended up better in the end but anyway that's all i have thank all right. you appreciate it great thanks for calling in um yeah he, uh thanks to greg uh advising us a woman was arrested after Intentionally driving her car into what she thought was a Jewish school in Indiana. Uh, Ruba Algamagadega. <laughs> I don't know. She, she doesn't sound like she's from Sparta. Uh, 34 drove her Chevy Impala into the Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge in Indianapolis about 11.30 p.m. Friday. Now, I don't know why she would, why, what, what, what child would be in school at 11.30 p.m.? That would, I guess they don't, they're not very wise. According to Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, she was later arrested and faces a preliminary charge of criminal recklessness, according to jail records. 
Uh, one adult, a seventh-month-old baby, and three children under the age of three were inside the school. What the hell were they doing in school at that time of night? The uh, report probably got the wrong. It probably was 11.30 a.m., not p.m. Um, interesting. Uh, investor says she referred to the building as an Israel school, but the structure is associated with radical Hebrew Israelites, a group the Southern Poverty Law Center designated as anti-Israel and anti-Semitic extremist organization. Uh, the Marion County Prosecutor's Office has yet to make a final charging decision in the case. Police report about the crash in the case. Investors believe the crash was spurred by hatred. Oh, shocker. Shocker. Yeah, you know, it is something how, uh, and I was in the USA Today, so that's at least a national publication. Uh, but yeah, you're not hearing it about it in, in the, uh, the, the drive-by media stations. It's, it's impossible uh, when you're being fed the narrative from the enemy, <laughs> then that's what they are. They're, they're not there for you. You think CBS, ABC, NBC, hell, even Fox News, guys. Uh, do you really think they're they're there for you? Um, about profits, you know, like uh, what uh, the last caller, Greg, was talking about, conspiracy. It's only a conspiracy tale. It's proven true. You know, they thought it was a conspiracy that when they said that these uh, uh, COVID vaccines was killing people, then Loma, oh, yeah, you're right, it was. Uh, God bless. All right, we got to take our last break here on this Veterans Day holiday. Again, last-minute questions, comments, feel free to give us a call here at the studio at 447-5743. Amen. All right, we're back. Um, you know, we're talking about consequences, and and uh, uh, the last caller was talking about thankful for our, our uh, current speaker that we have in the house, and and uh, listening to Congressman uh, Eric Burleson uh, a couple weeks ago, he was on uh, Nick's show, uh, saying positive things about the about the guy. I, I too feel feel pretty good. Um, I, uh, I always get a chuckle when, when Democrats uh, face uh, face consequences. It's never really that dire. But um, this week, uh, the House of Representatives censored uh, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, you might remember her back in 2018. She was uh, ran for office and was celebrating how she was going to... Um, Take down President Trump. Isn't that something that these, these 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 politicians they they run on single issues? Attack Trump. They got such Trump derangement uh, that you know he must be doing something right. If 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 that many people just despises you and will do anything, say anything, make up anything to take you down, then you have to be doing something right. In bipartisan fashion, House of Representatives voted to censure Michigan's Democrat, Representative Rashida Tlaib, as she continued to defend comments widely considered as calling for Israel's elimination. Is that widely considered? It is considered. It, it, there's no there's no deviation from. There's not. Well, it may be. Yeah. No, it is. It's, when you chant from the river to the sea. That has been the uh, pro-Palestinian, pro-Islamic chant to eliminate 
Jews. 22 Democrats joined Republicans in a 234 to 188 vote late Tuesday night. After Tlaib, the only Palestinian-American member of Congress, posted a video of Michigan protesters chanting from the river to the sea. And whether that she posted that, you know, you could just be posting, you know, here's the video of these people. No, they, they, then they put the words on the screen. In case you didn't hear it, in case you may have misinterpreted it, here's what they said. Didn't condemn it. Didn't say this is wrong. She put it on there. She, she it believes in it. The elimination of Israel. There were protesters chanting from the river to sea, part of a chant condemned by Jewish groups, and the Anti-Defamation League is anti-Semitic. But what does it mean to be censured by the House of Representatives? Does it mean you, that, uh, that, that you, uh, you have to leave? Well, that's an expulsion. Uh, that requires two-thirds of the House. Uh, so you got to get a lot more Democrats than just uh, the, the 22 that joined in. You have to get uh, two-thirds of the House uh, to, to vote to get you out. Right? A censure, according to the United States House, is a form of rebuke that registers the House's deep disapproval of members' misconduct. Generally, a censure is a condemnation of a member's actions, statements, or a combination of the two. It requires only a majority of members of the House to pass. Upon approval, now this is what I wish they, they had really did. All right, historically, this is how that this is what it would have done done. This would make really great TV. I, I, I think that's this is where the punishment really has some kind of effect to it. Historically, upon approval by the majority, the censured lawmaker is supposed to stand in the well of the House chamber. All right, so you're supposed to face face your colleagues, face these 400 plus individuals. While they sentence you with their decision, I think of uh, how many of you remember Superman two, and you had General Zod and his his uh, two minions with him uh, inside that uh, little spears that were spinning around him, those uh, whatever hoops, and uh, and then you got these voices, these faces coming out from all directions saying guilty, guilty. That's it. That's what I would imagine envision of uh, sitting in the standing in the house. Uh, well, the House chamber, uh, while uh, the presiding officer reads the censure resolution. However, Tlaib was not required to stand in the well, which is unfortunate. A censure is viewed as uh, more serious than a reprimand, which is another resolution House members can bring to the floor uh, to punish fellow members. Uh, censures doesn't require the removal of a member from a committee or hamper his or her authority as a lawmaker in any way. I mean, she's gonna. She just, you know, Wednesday was just another day for her. Go down the hallway. I got censured. Hey, I mean, it's not a really that huge of a deal. Twenty-six members have been censured in the history of the House after Tlaib censure for everything uh, from bribery to sexual misconduct with a House page. Uh, in 2021, GOP Representative Paul Gozer uh, was censured for posting an anime video depicting himself killing Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and President Biden. Remember that a couple years ago? 
Uh, Democrats tried to censure Representative George Santos uh, this past year, who has been charged with conspiracy, false statements, wire fraud, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft, credit card fraud. The effort failed. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, would that guy run next year? Do you really, do you believe George Santos, he's a, that New York representative that, um, uh, pulled a Biden and, uh, misrepresentative who he, who he was, things he's done, places he's been. Uh, I'd be curious to see if he, if, if he has the, uh, the statistical fortitude to, to run. I'd, I'd, that'd be, uh, uncomfortable. Uh, so we'll see. He may be one and done. The first censure, now you guys would like this, uh, his, a little bit of history, and, and compared to today's age, all right, what happens today, all right, versus what got this guy censured? Uh, the first censure ever recorded was of Representative William Stanberry back in 1832, so nearly 100 years ago, so 90, 89 years ago. For insulting then House Speaker Andrew Stevenson during a floor debate, all right. So, so the majority of, of the of the House of Representatives got together and uh, voted to censure him because of what he said to to the Speaker of the House. Now, man, that 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 must have been pretty bad. Well, what was that insult? What got this guy censured? Uh, that. Uh, only a handful of folks, right? The only handful of folks who have ever been censured. 26 in the, in the history of the House. This guy was the first. Well, in 1832, Stanberry said that the Speaker's eye might be too frequently turned from the chair you occupy toward the White House. That was it. His statement during floor debate, he told the Speaker of the House that his eye might be too frequently turned from the chair, being from your responsibilities as Speaker of the House, because you're too busy looking toward running for the White House. Would that have raised an eyebrow today's politics in today's Congress? Would that have would that have resulted in oh, 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 oh we gotta we gotta cast a vote of censure now? We don't talk that way. I wish. Don't you? Don't you wish we had uh, civility back in in politics? Um, you know, Ronald Reagan would uh, quip that you have to have sharp elbows uh, in, in in politics. But um, my goodness, uh, we have gone way too uh, far astray uh, because uh, just questioning whether or not a, a politician is having their eye a little bit too much on the White House bid. I uh, got them censured. Uh, that would that wouldn't rise too much today. Only five House members have ever been expelled. A move that requires two thirds support. So uh, that's our history for today. I hope uh, all of you get a chance uh, to uh, go out and celebrate any way you 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 deem fashion fashionable. I you know it's always a I generally love. When it's either Veterans Day or Memorial Day, uh, I definitely do during Memorial Day, put on a good old war movie, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Band of Brothers. What do what you guys like? You can post it on our Facebook page at All Out Law. Tell us your favorite uh, war movie, warm film, warm uh, war series, military uh, series. 
Uh, but uh, get out there and, and, and observe it in some way. Be thankful for the, the peace that you have, uh, the freedom that you have. We still have freedom. The left may be working tirelessly to, to take that away from you bit by bit, all in the name of justice and safety and good morals and whatever. Uh, but we still have it for now. And we need to be thankful for the men and women who fought and gave their lives, so we do have it. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you each have a fantastic Veterans Day, Veterans Day weekend. And until next time, stay tuned.